Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on this glorious, glorious Thursday. And yes, I'm still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great, and He is greatly to be praised. And so, y'all. On this, tell it like it is Thursday. First of all, I just would like to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that I've been off for a couple of days because of winter break. And I thank God for it. Thank you, Jesus. And y'all, I had to get this out. I have to get this out because I'm always as I'm always concerned about the body of Christ. And I'm like, Lord, we got to represent you in the earth for real. And so anyway, on today, our topic is be the difference. Purpose over pleasure. Be the difference. Purpose over pleasure. And I'm going to be really talking to the women for those that said, you know, women don't, don't supposed to teach or whatever. Um, I understand. And so I am teaching the women on today to pursue purpose over pleasure and be the difference. Because young ladies, if we're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, we are the difference because of the Holy Ghost that's in our life, because Christ being in our life. And we need to take that serious. And we also need to count it as an honor and a privilege that God has chosen us to represent him in the earth. And I take that serious. I don't take it lightly. And so we can't blend in. We cannot blend in. In no kind of way we can blend in with the world because we have been called to a high your standard we are royalty because our father is king jesus and so we're automatically the difference we don't belong to this world we belong to the kingdom of god we're, we're not of this world and it's always like it's it's like you can say like it's like you're alien like people should look at you as that like that weird one something is strange about them because of the way that you live your life you should be the difference in every area of your life and so again be the difference pursue purpose over pleasure pursue purpose over pleasure and when we're talking about pleasure the definition is enjoyment happiness or satisfaction something that or something that gives this so pleasure is enjoyment, happiness, or satisfaction, or something that gives this. Purpose. Purpose. The reason for which something is done or created, or for which something exists. I'm going to say it again. Purpose. Woo. The reason for which something is done or created, or for which something is, exists. And so we're going to be going over our purpose and pleasure, y'all. It is okay to enjoy life because we're supposed to enjoy life, but we're supposed to be enjoying it the right way. And when we put God out of it or we're disobeying God to bring enjoyment, that's when it becomes sin. And so we want to pursue our purpose. Like we want to put the things of God above what we want and our happiness. And I know we live in this world that be like, hey, whatever makes you happy. But that is a lie because sometimes 
if the things that is making you happy is going against God's word or is bringing temporary happiness but long-term consequences, it's not worth the pleasure. And that's the pleasure we're talking about on today. Not the pleasure where you have God first and everything else is falling in line and you enjoying life. No, we're not talking about that kind of. We're talking about the pleasure that can lead to sin or the pleasure that is sin or you having so much pleasure that it had become a weight and you're putting it in your wants, your your desires that's anti-God. You put all of this above God and your purpose, and that's when it's bad. And so anyway, y'all forgive me on today. My phone don't want to let me in. <laughs> and yes, I am a note taker because when I spend time with God and preparing these um Pod, prepare for these podcasts I like to know what I'm talking about according to scripture because we can't if we call ourselves godly we must follow God's word and so I'm very serious about making sure that if I'm hearing from God that what I am hearing from God is it's gonna line up with his word because the spirit of God and the spirit of the devil and the spirit of self is so close so we have to make sure that what we're saying what we're doing is lining up with God's word. So anyway, the first point, before I get to that, I'm reading Leviticus 10 and 10, scriptural backup, and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy, and between clean and unclean, and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy, and between clean and between unclean and clean. Leviticus 10 and 10. There is a difference. So, number one, we're going to create a difference. Well, I mean, we're going to put a difference between holy and unholy. Because, y'all, I know if you like me, you disgust it. If you really living for God, you're disgusted because of what you see as a whole, as people saying, I'm holy, you be like, yeah. Where is the difference? Where is the difference? And so there is a difference when we say that we're holy. And so I'm going to give some points so we can know that we, we are the difference. Be the difference. Because we can't say we didn't came out of sin and we holy as God is, but we still like the world. We still doing worldly practices. We still filled with sin. We can't, we can't say that. So we're the difference. And so we be a Holy Ghost field. We are holy. And then we are pursuing our purpose over pleasure. So my number one point is purpose. We have been created to give God glory. We have been created to give God glory. We was made for his pleasure. We was created to give God glory, and we was made for his pleasure. And so we keep that in the forefront of our mind, keep it in our heart, then we will live for God in everything we do. And so and when, when you have a question about something and be like, do God really want me to do this? You got to be like, is it bringing glory to God? And so we can't, we can't do what we want to do 
attached Jesus' name to it and said, God is getting the glory from this. Because he's not. He's not. We can't use our doctrine's practices and stamp Jesus' name and say, Lord, we're going to take how they celebrated their gods. We're going to take how they celebrated their gods, the false gods, and we're going to celebrate you this way. God is not accepting it. It's vain. And so we got to be people that walk in truth and walk by the spirit. And when truth is revealed or shown to us, we got to have an open mind to accept it, even if we have been doing the same vain tradition year after year. If you come, I come to the knowledge of the truth and we calling ourselves saved, we should be open to understand, open to receive the truth that is being spoken. But we're going to go on. Um, we was created to give God glory. And when I realized this, like I said, in all my decision making, I'm like, is this giving God glory? And so like you all, some of y'all know that I'm a single mom. And so it's like in my, in my process to being married, I, I planted God. God spoke to me uh, in my spirit, y'all. God spoke to me. And he was telling me like not to date. When I came back to the Lord some 15 years ago, he was like, not to date. Like, that wasn't even right to be out here casually dating multiple men at one time and all of this. No, he said, he revealed to me like, hey, this is who I have for you. This is what it's going to take, you know, to like get married and sustain your marriage. And so I don't want you out here casually dating. It's a waste of time. See, I'm created, again, created to bring God glory and for his pleasure. And so he told me about, in my spirit, like being devoted to him, giving my life to him. And he took me in Corinthians about caring. It said about caring for the things of the Lord. And that's what I have devoted my life to when I came back to God, the things of the Lord, the ministry, and I'm not talking about preaching, the ministry in which God has given me to reach young women and girls and whoever I am to reach. That's what I have been doing. My purpose, glory to God. And so that's now that's universal as far as this casual dating, because if you created to bring God glory, you created for his pleasure. You don't have time to be out here just going on random days, random days. That's not bringing God glory in your life. But anyway, we was created to bring God glory. The Bible say in um, Isaiah 43 and 7, even everyone that is called by my name, which is me, I'm called by his name, for I have created him for my glory. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Isaiah 43 and 7. And so I was made for his glory. And that is, I mean, it's just a it's just a great thing, you all, to know that we was created like for his glory. You was created for his glory. You we are 
are just like, it's like, who are mad that you are so mindful of us? And so I take that serious. And then again, the scripture on we was created for his pleasure, Revelations 4 and 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Oh, he's worthy. For thou hast created all things, which is us, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelation 4, 11. So we was created for his pleasure. And I take that serious. And I, I, it's an honor. So women, single women, when you be like, wow, I'm not in, you know, I don't have a partner. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a husband. You can bring pleasure to God. That is a privilege and an honor that you, me, can bring pleasure to God. God gets pleasure when we're living a holy life before him. He gets pleasure out of that. And so, y'all, keep that in mind. We was created for his glory. We talk about purpose. Purpose. Pursuing that purpose. We was created for his glory and for his pleasure. Point number two, I'm not my own. I'm not my own. So, therefore, I must glorify God in body and in spirit. And... When I realized that self-talk, Kia, it's about God working his plan through you that he planned before you was even born. And so when things begin to happen to me, I'm like, well, I guess this wasn't God's plan because I know if I'm seeking God and I'm walking in his statues, whatever God has for me is going to come. And yes, sometimes we got to work for it. It's not going to just drop in your lap, but he's going to lead me and guide me in that process to where I need to be because he already got my whole life mapped out. And so I realized I'm not my own. Like I belong to God. So I can't do what flesh want to do. I cannot do what I want to do. I must be led by the spirit because I'm not my own. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. I belong to God. Like they say in the song, my whole body in the scripture, my whole body belong to God. And so I can't do what I want to do. I can't say what I want to say with this mouth. I can't go where I want to go because now I belong to God. And so I have to be spirit led. And so I take that serious, y'all. So I must glorify God and body and his spirit. That's found in 1 Corinthians 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? I'm talking about y'all that's all you that got the Holy Ghost. Know you not know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have a God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so when I realized that, like, I'm not my own and I can't do whatever with my body, uh, the Bible says flee fornication. So since I am single, I can't have sex with men. And God forbid women, oh no. I cannot have sexual relations while I'm single. And that includes anal sex, vaginal sex, uh, what's the other sex? oral sex or any kind of sex and y'all this masturbation is getting out of hand 
I get tired. I'm like, Lord, Daddy came up with so many different things that I was like, wow. Like the dildo, the rose, and all of this, ladies. I don't care who say what. I don't even care if a pastor say this. Masturbation is wrong according to the word of God because it's a form of sexual sin. Sex was not created. Like that pleasure was not created to experience with yourself. It was created to bring pleasure to your spouse. So, and you, because your spouse is going to bring pleasure to you and you're going to bring pleasure to your spouse. But it's not created for you to get pleasure alone. Like that's not what it was for. And it was, and, and that experience was created for, again, for you to enjoy between you and your spouse and then for you all to procreate. So we got to get back to what God intended for sex to be. And so if you're masturbating, you're not bringing glory to God. You're not bringing glory to God in your body. Not at all. And so we have to keep ourselves uh, holy before the Lord. So no masturbating, no sex of any kind. And I don't care if this person is your fiance. I don't care if they're your boyfriend one time. But it don't matter. You just as guilty as somebody that's having three boyfriends, three sexual partners. It don't matter. One boyfriend, several. Don't matter. It's all sin. Sin is sin. Let's not compare ourselves to anybody else. Because you will have women saying, oh, that's a hoe. But guess what? You having sex with one person is dishonorable in God's sight because the Bible say marriage is honorable in all. And the bed is undefiled. So your bed is defiled if y'all not legally married under God with a certificate by law that you are married to this person. You're single until you're legally married. So we need to stop acting like we're not. And then y'all, I'll be like, what is going on with this new generation? People, you not married to somebody, but you up in a picture, hugged up tightly. Not like a space in a hug. I mean, hugged up tightly with this person. I don't care if they're your fiance. They, you not married to them. You still single. So you still only belong to God. And so you're supposed to be glorifying God in your body and in spirit. And you shouldn't be hugged up with no man. Like you shouldn't be taking a picture with your fiance, you between his legs, taking a picture. You in the middle of the snake taking a picture. What is this mess that's going on? You had a picture kissing your fiance in the mouth. What kind of mess? Your body still belongs to God as a single. That man, that man, your body do not belong to him yet. You're not legally married to him, and God is not honoring that. And so we gotta get out this flesh and tap into the spirit. And people won't call you holier than thou. I don't care. Are you spiritual or are you gratifying your flesh? Because that's just too close. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, Lord, 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 so Lord, please, when he, God going to do it. God going to do it. Because the church world and the world needs some examples of how to correctly court someone and how to correctly be married kingdom marriages because that's what god is called for on the earth out of his out of his kingdom citizens kingdom marriage kingdom woman of god kingdom man of god kingdom children being raised that is the order and that's how god wants it to be and so i know 
I'm a single mom and I said, Lord, I'm so sorry for doing that because if I can get into the ladies that's listening to me that have not had children to please keep your body holy and acceptable, even your mind, because that goes on with your spirit, whatever you feed in your mind. You can't be watching pornography, all these movies with sex scenes, all these movies that can toxic your spirit. You don't need to be watching. But anyway, if I can get into the minds of our young ladies to keep yourself holy and acceptable before God, to glorify yourself in my spirit and be that kingdom of God woman, pursue your purpose, pursue giving God glory in your life, glorify him in your body and in spirit. And God will show you and lead you what you need to do. Focus on that. And when the time is right, then your kingdom of God, a man, kingdom, man of God will come. That's been doing the same. Focusing on bringing God glory. Living a life of holiness. Y'all two get married. Then y'all have kingdom children. You raise them up in the ways of holiness. And then, then they have families. And it just become a trend. A trend. Building up the kingdom of God. Because that's what it's about. We ought to be great in this earth. And so anyway, let's glorify God in body and in spirit. Be careful who you allow to speak in your spirit. Because I am very careful about that. I'm very careful about who I listen to. I don't care what their title is. I don't care what their title is. It don't even matter what their title is. If they're, if they preaching one thing and living the other, they can't feed my spirit. But you got to be careful what you allow to get in your spirit. Certain videos I do not watch. I do not watch on YouTube or whatever. I have select preachers that I will listen to on YouTube. Because what they telling me is not toxic. It's coming from the word of God. And they're being led by the spirit of God. And so we got to be careful what we feed in our spirit and who we around, what we live, what kind of music we're listening to. Because some of you people make excuses for things. Like we don't have to just listen to gospel, but you need to watch what other music you listening to. Because these people... And some gospel artists, you can't listen to them either because you don't know what kind of witchcraft these people is doing before they produce this song or why they produce this song. Some of these people have nasty spirits and it's going out in the sound waves. And then you wonder why the children is having suicidal thoughts, depressed. You wonder why you depressed and suicidal. Look at this music you listen to. Research the background of this person that you listen to and see how they are. And then you'll figure out, oh, this makes sense. Because I know when I was in the world, excuse me, y'all. When I was in the world and I was listening to music and they were talking about sex, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I did do. And I had three beautiful children. And so, and that's when I had backslid away from the church. So that's why when I hear these people like thinking they still saved and walking in holiness, but still listen to this toxic music. No, you're not. Your heart is not right. Your spirit is not right. 
And so we got to get ourselves right with the Lord and let's glorify God in body and in spirit on tonight. Um, that was in first, excuse me, that was in first Corinthians six, 19 through 20. Now this goes along with what I just was saying, but present our body to him holy. And so that means we can't be out here getting drunk. Your body is not holy if you get out drinking, getting high, smoking cigarettes, vaping, cussing, lying, gossiping, all of that. And we already mentioned having sex and you're not married. All of that, you that's not present your body holy. We got to present our body holy to him. And I did want to mention this because this is a concept that started a couple years about trying it out. I don't know how the sex going to feel. I don't know how it's going to feel um, to live with this person. So uh, we need to shack up or we need to cohabitate before we get married. I need to try to, I need to try, try him out or try her out to see how the sex is going to feel or be. Because I don't know what I'm getting. You sound foolish as a Christian or a Holy Ghost filled woman. Listen. God knows all, like God knows all things. And so I'm knowing that my God, my father is not going to set me up with someone that I cannot, that I cannot bring him pleasure, sexual pleasure, and he cannot bring me sexual pleasure. God would not do that to me. I'd have been single, single, single for over 15 years. And I am fully convinced that he is not, having me to be in this position of single and abstinent from sex all these years just for me to get married and be miserable in my sex life. No, because I'm doing good. I am hot and ready with Jesus. And so I'm telling you, hot, which means on fire for God, for those that's probably wondering what I'm talking about. But I am. And so I know me and God's relationship is fired up and he is forever faithful and God loves me and he's all, he always want and he always gives me the best, the best for me, the best fit for me. So he will not, he will not let me get in a relationship or get married to a man that will not bring me sexual pleasure and I can't bring him sexual pleasure. That's, that's not going to happen because God instituted sex and he, sex is a part of marriage. And so we need to stop putting God in a box. Like he don't know. No, you just want to please your flesh and you don't know, but God know. And so if God know, I trust God and I don't have to try nobody out and see, I don't have to live with them to see if we're going to be compatible. God said this to one. This is the one and all things. It's going to work together for my good and his good, my spouse good. So I don't have to worry about those things because it's, it's all it's when you in a marriage, it's not about being selfish. It's about you bringing them pleasure. And if their Holy Ghost feel and they're seeking God, and they're walking in holiness and they a man, they know that, hey, I got to bring my wife pleasure. And they're going to seek to find out how to do that. And you're going to communicate. That's what marriage is about. So let's not fool ourselves. We don't have to settle. 
You don't have to sin against God to figure out if this one is the one. No, God said this to one. Oh, I believe this is the one. I don't got to try it out and see. So that was in Romans 12, 1 and 2. So that's like presenting your body, living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God. And that's just our reasonable service. That's what we're supposed to do. Stop making it seem like it's a big task. If it is, you need to go back to the altar. That is what we're supposed to do. It's our reasonable service to God. He gave his body for us. He gave his life for us. So we present our body to him holy and acceptable. And that's why I say be not conformed to this world. Because you conform into the world when you say you got to try some out. Try somebody out. Like they're a car or, or a piece of clothing. No. God knows all. Don't conform. Be not conformed to this world. Don't go by worldly standards because people be having in their mind that he going to cheat. He going to cheat or whatever. All men are dogs. That's a lie. All men are not dogs. All men are not cheaters. They're not. God have some holy kingdom of men out here. Holy kingdom of God men out here that loves him. That's walking in holiness. That is faithful to him. Because that is a very, very green flag. If a man is faithful to God, and I'm not talking about faithful to come into the church building. I'm talking about faithful to God and they walk with God. They are walking a holy life. Okay? That's the key that he's going to be faithful to you. Because sometimes the, this life has challenges. And if he can abstain from sex for years... Pornography for years? I'm telling you. Mart and he abstained from dip dapping and talking to multiple girls for years? He's faithful to God. He dedicated his life to God. That's a green flag that he's going to be dedicated and faithful to you. Because he already pinned himself down in his single life. So we're going to go on. Um... That was Romans 12, 1 and 2. So you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind because I didn't just get like this. I, I began to pray a lot, still do. Talk to God. Let him speak back in my spirit. I begin to fast, read my word. That's renewing my mind, renewing my mind. Do the word, which make, made it become easier and easier to abstain from sex. So my mind is on spiritual things. My affection is on things above about pleasing God. Not saying that you won't have a sexual feeling because we're human beings. But I'm saying I don't give in to that. And my mind is on set. My affection, Lord, I want to bring glory to you. I want to bring glory to you. And when the time is right, you're going to make it happen with my spouse. Glory God. And so we're going to go on. Um, separate from unbelievers and people that have a form of godliness. This is all about pursuing purpose. When you know that you was created to bring God glory and his pleasure, you ain't going to associate with people that don't want to bring God glory. Because the Bible says so. Separate from unbelievers and people that have a form of godliness. The Bible say, come out. From among unbelievers and be separate. Am I saying like you don't talk to them and be nice and all of this? Like we, no, we're not going to treat them bad. You don't treat no one bad. But you got to come out. When I say come out, you're not doing, participating in the same activities 
that is anti-God that they participate in because you say you a believer. Come out from among unbelievers and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will graciously receive you and welcome you with favor, and I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, and 18. So, again, be the difference. There should be a clear distinction between a holy person and an unholy person. A believer and an unbeliever. Your lifestyle should be different. We cannot blend in. And so I'm like, why, if you call yourself holy, would you even think that you can dress like a harlot or have the attire of a harlot as a believer? The attire of a harlot means your cleavage is showing, your behind is showing, your thighs is showing, everything is showing. I don't care if you're on vacation. Holiness do not change. You being a saint do not change. We are holy 24-7. So if you're on the outside where people can see you, you should always be have the attire of modesty and not the attire of a harlot. You got to come out from among them. Because if I'm looking at looking and you say you holy and you standing next to somebody that's not holy and you both look the same, something is wrong. And yes, it is more of the inner of the heart than it is the outer. But if your heart right, then you wouldn't have the attire of a harlot. You have the attire of a saint of God. And so we need to come out and represent God. We don't represent the world. We don't represent other unbelievers. We represent God. And so we got to come out. We can't touch the unclean thing. Don't touch it. Because if you decide that you want to blend in, you want to go along to get along, then God is not going to receive you. Because the Bible says, if you come out, you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. But if you're not coming out, then you are of your father the devil because his works, that's what you're doing. You bring glory to the devil. You bring glory to your flesh. So we got to bring glory to God and we got to come out from among with the rest of society the rest of the world is doing, they clubbing. A saint of God shouldn't be in the clubs, twerking. What are you doing? Getting high and drinking? What is this? We're supposed to come out. And so don't fool yourself. It ain't a witnessing thing. No, 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 no. No. It depends on what you're doing. You no. Because some people make an excuse to go to a party because they wanted to go anyway. And they didn't want to tell them no. But I am strictly firm on my beliefs in God. And if it's a Christmas party, I will not be there. Yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe Jesus was born to those that are listening on my podcast. But this holiday is surrounded by everything that has nothing to do with Jesus' birth. It has nothing to do with his birth. Nothing that that is being done, celebrated, 
And God never told us he wanted us to celebrate it this way. It's not biblical. So therefore, that's why I don't celebrate Christmas. But uh, that's just a short version of it. But we got to be separate. We can't link up with those that don't believe. And then when I say that, like you don't form tight friendships. You don't form different relationships with people that are unbelievers. Now, yes, we have family and we are not, we are not to, to forsake them. But if they come against our belief in Christ, then that might bring a separation line because you don't supposed to compromise with what their, their anti-God doctrine is. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you got to be careful with this and not take part in the worldly activities that's not of God, okay? And so, y'all know, we have no business, no business, no business. If you are Holy Ghost filled and you call yourself a believer in Christ, you have no business dating an unbeliever because that goes against the scripture that I'm reading. You shouldn't even, that's, there's no fellowship there because you have the spirit of God and this person do not have the spirit of God. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It's in scripture. You don't supposed to be tied together with an unbeliever. And I don't care what nobody say. It's scripture. And we got to stop caring what the majority say, what people in church titles say. We got to go back to the word of God and say, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That includes tight friendships, tight relationships, boyfriend and girlfriend relationships, marriages, all of that. Because you yoke together definitely when you get married. And so it makes no sense for a child of God to even want to marry someone that is a child of the devil. And why I say that is, you are either of God or you are of the devil. If you're sinning, your father is the devil. And his works you are doing. And so why, why would we, if we claim to be a believer in Christ, talk to someone that we know is not saved, St. Father It makes no sense. And we got to think about this. Am I pursuing purpose over pleasure? Am I pursuing purpose over pleasure? Because I was created to bring God glory, but this person that I'm about to marry do not bring God glory because they're still in sin. Are you living out the purpose that God has created you for if you are deliberately, deliberately dating someone that's an unbeliever? Deliberately, what? Y'all, we better come on with the come ons because we was created for God's glory, his pleasure, and we have a purpose. And if we are linking up with the devil's child, that ain't bringing glory to God. And so we got to think about this. Um, next thing is separate for ungodliness. Having a form of godliness. Let me read the whole scripture. Because in these last days, we live in some perilous times. And now, y'all, we have people that go to church. They look the part. They speak the part in public, but their lives are not holy. 
And that's what we call a form of godliness. And the Bible says from such turn away. These people are basically hypocrites because they talk again. One thing, they look a certain way in the church building, but they live lives that are unpleasing to God. And it's not like God couldn't change them. They didn't want to be changed by the power of God because they want to still be in sin, but have the comfort of knowing that they went to church. Perhaps can't talk for everybody, but I'm just saying the Bible says about in the last days that people have a form of godliness and it's a form because they're still practicing all these sins. I'm about to say still come to church. Still bucking and shouting, still holding church positions, but they have not been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost because there's no good fruit. And I'm talking about there's no fruit of the Spirit, there's no holy living. They live by worldly standards, their own standards, but not God's. And so we got to be careful and not turn away from such people. Hello, praise the Lord, but far as taking part in certain activities, absolutely not. Because they will tarnish your witness, your reputation, because they are fake. And so I know this to be true. When I know this to be true, you all you have to do is look at who a person surrounds themselves with. And that says a lot about that person because I'm very careful who I choose, who I choose to talk to and communicate with. And I'm not saying like, I ignore, you know, hello, praise the Lord. How you doing? I'll be there for you if you need me. La la. But far as close connection, I'm very close about that because your circle is a part of you, is a part of you. And so you don't want to be getting really close to people that you know that's not going to bring God glory. Tarnish your witness. Mm -mm. When you know your purpose and which God has created you to do, you know you God will lead you on what to do and how to do about who you talk to far as on a consistent basis forming a relationship with. But these people that have former godliness, the Bible says, from such turn away. Um, let me go, let me go. Yep, 2 Timothy 3, 1. This know also that in the last days, excuse me, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters. They shall be, let me go back to that. They shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false, accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And so that's what we get on. Lovers of pleasure is all about pleasing and enjoying themselves, but it's not about pleasing God. That's when it's a problem. When you are a lover of pleasure more than God, and y'all know that this is happening. This is the last of the last days, okay? This is happening. And you got to turn away. 
you got to turn away. The Bible says having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn from such turn away. Second Timothy three, one through five. So these people out here doing all these sins, still coming up in the church, bucking, shouting, speaking in some kind of tongue, whatever. But they denying the power that can really free them, that can really save them. Because again, they want one hand in the world, but then they want one hand in the things of God. And that's why they're not saved. We can't have both. It's either choose God or choose the world, but we can't have both. The Bible is the Bible. Come out, come out. Can't have both. And so anyway, we got to stand from people who have a form of godliness. And it really disgusts me because it's like, why do you want to put on this great performance? Because that's what's mostly in the church world. Performance entertainment. Why do you want to put on this great performance in front of people? Oh, yeah, you're going to get the applause of the people. But God is not pleased with your life. He's not pleased with you. And you're not going to go to heaven if something happened to you and you die. So who cares what people think? And I'm coming to find out that <laughs> the people, that people have people that they want to push up. They have they people pleasers, first of all. Then they have people that they want to push up over other people. They don't even care if these people is unqualified. They want They got certain people that they have in mind that they want to push up. And I'm like, wait a minute. This man is in sin. Or this person, this woman. You know she's sleeping around with this person. You know they doing, you know they be cussing on a regular. What the world? What the world? How? Then they have a form of godliness. And they're comfortable in it. They don't want to be changed by the power of God. And so it's like, no, listen, I will pray for you. I'm fasting for you. But no, I can't take part in your activities. If you tell something, oh, I have a speaking engagement or I have this, I'm going, I'm singing here and I know your life is shabby. I know your life is like this. I'm not going. Because that's like, that's just, that's petting somebody and they sin. That God ain't even pleased because what we have to understand is people have a lot of talents. They have a lot of talents, gifted people, but they don't want to give their lives to God. And God is not pleased. A lot of gifted and talented people is going to hell. And it, that's the sad part about it. And so form of, you got to turn away from these form of godliness. People pray for them, fast. Everybody you treat with love and kindness, that they will come to the truth, knowledge of the truth. But mm -mm, from such turn away, do not be like that. Don't turn yourself to be like that. We need to continue to operate in the power of God. Continue to operate in the power of God, church. Pursue purpose over pleasure. Because these things in the world, they're only temporary. They're not going to be here forever. Because I just, I mean... I see people like just doing whatever they want to do with their life. Whatever they want to do. But the purpose that God had for them, they didn't put that on back burner. 
But none of us know, none of us know like when we're going to die. None of us know when we're going to die. So we got to, uh, we have to take life serious and hang with the people. Iron shoppers iron. Hang with the people that are operating in the power of God. Glory to God. We're going to go on. Don't make a provision for your flesh. That's in Romans 13 and 4. And 14, excuse me, Romans 13 and 14. And I wanted to mention with that, like, these men might be in your DMs. These men might be in your DMs. They might, or you see them in person, they may ask you for your phone number. You see this boy profile. You know he ain't saved. Why are you messing? Don't take time to mess with Hello? Hi, I'm not interested in in uh, idle conversations. I'm not. That's what you can say. Goodbye. Because somebody, somebody needs to be holy and make a difference between holy and unholy. And we don't have no time to be wasting time with men that you know not saved or trying to be saved and don't get that twisted because they act like they're trying to be saved but they not god will reveal that to you so no you be straightforward hello i'm not interested in idle conversation oh uh, i just wanted more information about your church okay whatever this is the address this is the phone number to the pastor these are the days of me have a nice day there you go so don't get tired and tangled up in a relationship. If you're a believer, do not get tired and tangled up in a relationship or some type of conversation with someone that is an unbeliever, that's unfruitful. Give them the information to the church. They want to be saved. Here's the information to the church. Here's the information to my pastor. Glory to God. Okay. Next thing. And don't get your phone number out. You know this boy ain't saved. Even even if you don't, even if they say, because you be like, hey, okay, what church you go to? Mm-mm. Not interested. Have a nice day. And even if so, you meet somebody, okay, here go my Facebook handle or whatever they call it, Instagram handle or something, but phone number, no. Next one, because you don't want to make a provision for your flesh to, to get entangled in something that you don't, that you going to have a hard time getting out of. Don't even make a provision. Don't even get it started. All right, next. Remember who you are. Don't go back to old self. Remember who you are. Don't go back to old self. Me, us remembering who we are is in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy na- and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him. Who have called you out of darkness into this marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. I wasn't a people at first, but I am now. But are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. First Peter 2 and 9 through 10. So I'm chosen, I'm royal, I'm holy, I'm peculiar. Different. Different. Pursuing purpose over pleasure. Be the difference. So since I know I'm the difference, 
I can't go back to who I used to be. Can't go back to who I used to be. Because they'd be like, live a little. Oh, I am living. And I'm enjoying my life with Jesus. I don't have to look like a harlot. They'd be like, See, that, that's why you're you not married. The devil is a lie. I will be married when God says it's time for me to be married. And I don't got to settle for somebody that is an unbeliever. Oh, he's going to be a believer. Glory to God. And so... We got to remember who we are and don't go back. Because I remember when I was, when I went back in the world. Oh my gosh, y'all. Yes. My clothes was scandalous. Because I went back in the world. And who I attracted was scandalous men. So, I I, I don't have to, no. I don't, I don't need to attract scandalous men. Me being the kingdom of God woman. You being the kingdom of God woman. Is going to attract a kingdom of God man. Because see, a lot of men, most men, don't want to come up to the standard of kingdom. They don't want to come up to the standard of holiness. They're okay with coming to the church building. They're okay with following some good morals. But they, some of them, a lot of them, do not want to come up. To the standard of holiness. And we all can do this. We all can do this. But they don't want to deny themselves. And so I understand that. And then it was a process that God had to take me through. And so, voila, I'm 39 and I'm still single. So anyway, I know who I am. I know I'm chosen. I know I'm royalty. I know I'm holy. And I know I'm peculiar. And all men cannot accept that and they don't want to be that themselves so therefore they don't qualify to be with me and that's fine and women when you get to that status in your mind that this is who i am and i will not settle for anything less than god's best and for who god want for me then you have a more joyful single life so we're gonna go on let's see 1 Peter 1, 14-16 Live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which govern you in your ignorance before you knew the requirements and transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves and all your conduct be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 1, 14-16 So you don't want to go back to your old self because God has made you holy through his Holy Spirit. And that means like you can't go back to being wretched. If somebody curse you out, you don't supposed to be cursing them out. Your heart is new. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And so we all operate out of love now. Our motivation is love and everything that we do. So we even love our enemies. Isn't it wonderful? You know these people is against you. You know they deliberately doing stuff against you. And I don't care if they even call themselves a saint. 
But you, it's on you to love because guess what? You got to stand before God and you're not going to be able to say, well, God, this sister was talking bad about me. This sister, um, this sister did not treat me right. So you know what? I didn't treat them right. I cussed them back out. I was mean and hateful to them. God ain't going to hear that because you're going to go to hell with them. Ain't no way I said, Lord, oh, no, I'm not going to hell for somebody that's not doing me right on purpose. And I know, oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to love them. I'm going to keep doing for them because I love them and I love God. And whatever somebody do to me is not going to control my response. My response will always be love because I love everybody. And so we got to love our enemy because we're holy as he is. We supposed to have godly character. The law of kindness. We're supposed to be wise. All of this. So pursuing purpose. We And all things give God glory. And it don't matter. It don't matter how you being treated. That's not the point. The point is. I love God. And I love others regardless. I have unconditional love. No matter how they treat me. I'm going to love on them. I'm going to care about them. I'm going to be there for them. Because this is a me. And I love them. This is me. How mean and hateful somebody is do not change my love. How hypocritical someone is is not going to transform me to be a hypocrite. I love regardless. And I love everybody. And so we have to be like that, y'all. And I just honestly from my heart, this is how I am. Because God has changed me into this person. I was not always like this, but God working on me, he changed me to this person. And it sometimes will look like you being ran over, pushed over, pushed to the side. But it's okay because that's how I look with God. They thought they killed him. They only destroyed the natural body. And it was all in his plan anyway to die for our sins. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It'd be working out a greater, it'd be working, it'd be working in the favor of God. It'd be working for your good. So that's why I don't never get I, I I don't get mad. I'm just I don't get mad anymore. Anymore. I don't let that bother me. And I'm talking about living in madness. It might make you angry to say like I can't believe this, but no, you be like rejoice and be exceeding glad. Rejoice and be exceeding glad cuz great is your reward in heaven cuz that's what I be saying in my mind. Don't get mad. When, it try, when your mind go try to get mad, nope, don't get mad, get glad. The Bible say, rejoice and be exceeding glad, because great is your reward in heaven. So I'm always giving God the glory, and I'm giving God the honor for who he is in my life, and what he's doing in my life. So we're going to go on. But don't go back to your old self. Don't let people take you back there. Don't let yourself take you back there, because it's always on you. You have control of you. So be holy in all of your conduct because we're not how we used to be. We have came out the world. Lastly, we are ministers of reconciliation. We are his ambassadors. So we got to represent him. That's in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. Our ministry of reconciliation is bringing people back in right relationship with God. That is our job. And then we rep because we're re representatives of God in the earth. And so again, I cannot look any kind of way in my dressing. I can't talk any kind of way. I can't do people any kind of way. Uh, no kindness, 
but always speaking the truth in love. Be honest. Glory to God. Compassionate. Because we are God's ambassadors and always do things in the spirit of love. Part two. Love, love. And love is not acceptance and tolerance of sin. That's what some people get it twisted. It's not. Is I'm going to love you regardless of what sin you're committing. Because I was once a sinner. I'm not perfect. I haven't made it. So I love you regardless. And so, anyway. Y'all be encouraged. And remember who you are. You represent the Most High God. And, and your purpose is, as, as a woman of God, is helping bring people in right relationship with God. Don't let you doing one thing in the church and one thing outside the church be a stumbling block for somebody. You're supposed to be in right relationship with God yourself. And you're supposed to bring people back into right relationship with God. And that looks different for all of us. But we all have been called to the Ministry of Reconciliation. And we all have been called to be ambassadors for God where we are representing him in the earth. Well, anyway, listen, I pray that someone was blessed by this. But remember to pursue purpose over pleasure. These pleasures is temporary. And God has something that he has created all of us to do. And in the end, it, it brings God's glory. Whatever it is that he has called you to do, it brings him glory and it brings him pleasure. So we need to see God for purpose and, and pursue that thing. Pursue what God have called you to do and have created you to do. This temporary stuff is going to pass away. Look, sex feels good, but it's temporary. It's very temporary. So you need to pursue pleasure. Hey, listen, you got time. You got time. If God wants you to have sex, he will have you will have it in the confines of marriage, but that me that don't need to be the reason why you get married. But anyway, listen, we got to be kingdom minded, kingdom living people. Pursue purpose, and your purpose again in the kingdom is to bring God glory and to bring Him pleasure. Represent Him in the earth. Represent Him. That is what we are called to do. Be the difference. It's supposed to be a clear difference in you as a believer and an unbeliever. Because the unbeliever is supposed to be drawn to this greatest kingdom on earth, which is the kingdom of God. So if it's no difference in you and somebody's unbeliever, what good is it? The Bible says, if the star of Laos is savers, it's good for nothing. You need to be tossed out because you is not making a difference. You blending in. We the salt, we the light, as my father was preaching on last night. Be the difference. That salt make a huge difference when you put it on me. A huge difference. So let's shine our light. Let's be salt, not sugar. Let's speak the words of God with holy boldness. Let's most of all live a holy life that's pleasing to God. Be the difference. And so anyway, I pray that all y'all. We have a blessed, blessed, blessed rest of y'all day. And listen, if you need a church home, I belong to the City of Refuge Church under the leadership of Bishop Calvin C. Wiley Sr. in Batesville, Mississippi. Have a blessed, blessed day. Peace out.